you are Locked On A's. Your daily Oakland A's podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. It's time for Locked On A's. Stepping to the mic, it's your host, Jason Burke. Thank you, Amelia. And how's it going, A's fans? Welcome to episode 333 of the Locked On A's podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, noted baseball fan, Jason Burke. And on today's episode, I'm going over the A's defeat of the Cleveland Indians. Of course, I have to mention Matt Chapman in some facet. So how am I going to do it today? Because he's been getting hotter since I've been talking about him and I don't want him to fall off a cliff. So I'm going to talk about him again in the second segment. I'm going to be talking a little bit about the A's Hall of Fame inductees for 2021, uh, who they are, who the past people have been, and what I think that they should do a little bit better because it felt like it was kind of just sprung on us. And I'm like, oh, that's in like two weeks. Cool. Uh, that's great. Uh, and then in the third segment, we got the Wild Wild West watch, obviously. It, that's that's what we do here. We do the Wild Wild West watch at the end, and it's always a lot of fun. Um, I'm going to do a very, very quick one today because I have to be awake in five hours to go to D.C. So <laughs> let's get this going. Before I get anything going, though, make sure to join walking baseball encyclopedia Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully every day on the Locked On MLB podcast for a unique look at the majors both present and past. Featuring exciting guest interviews and routine check-ins from the Locked On MLB Network's team of local experts, subscribe to the Locked On MLB podcast today on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. You guys can also subscribe to this podcast, both on podcast platforms and on YouTube. The link for the YouTube channel is in the bio. It's not showing up if you like type things in yet because there's no content yet, but it's coming soon. So get excited. You get to see this face. You get to see my hand motions. I'm pointing when nobody's there. Now I'm going to be self-conscious about it when there are people watching and then at some point you know once I get you know into that groove there'll be live shows we can interact on a live day-to-day basis it should be a lot of fun very much looking forward to it get excited about YouTube also make sure to follow us on social media at locked on A's on Twitter and Instagram I am a by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify green room app and if you guys have any questions for us please on those two locked on athletics at gmail.com also one last note uh, if you guys like A's merch or bobbleheads or sports or anything like that and you want some merch for your favorite team. There's a link in the show notes for foco.com. They have great, great stuff. They're always dropping new bobbleheads or new, you know, hats or new things that you can wear. Uh, I got personally, I got masks from their sites because I was tired of wearing the ones that my wife brought home from work. And so now I have things that, you know, show a little bit more about my personality. So I enjoy that. So there's a link to that in the show notes as well. Um, and also last bit of housekeeping, there's not going to be an episode tomorrow. Uh, Steve Berman had to back out and this is my fault. I, I got to say it's my fault. I mentioned who the guest was going to be and that kind of jinxed everything for me. So I let the cat out of the bag on yesterday's episode. So Steve Berman, the Bay Area sports guy, the A's beat reporter for The Athletic, he's not going to be joining us on tomorrow's show. I apologize. There was just a timing mix up. He thought that he was going to be free and then he wasn't. It's no big deal. Uh, we are still very much on good terms. We, we enjoy each other's company uh, on Twitter. So uh, he'll be on the show at some point in the near future. Uh, maybe for my next vacation. We'll find out. But let's get into yesterday's game. The A's beat Cleveland 6-3 to in this one. And Frankie Montas, 
rough start to this game, but he settled down very, very nicely. He ended up going six innings, gave up two hits, two runs. Only one of those was an earned run. He walked three. He struck out six. He was fantastic. And at, at first, you're like, oh, no, are the, are, are the A starters not able to deal with the humidity? Because we saw this from Sean Manaya on Tuesday. And, uh, yeah, he, he did fine. He adjusted what he was doing. And I think that you can credit that to Jan Gomes just a little bit. They were mentioning it on the broadcast that the Cleveland batters were not biting at his slider in this, or sorry, at his splitter in this game. And that's, that's a pitch that you don't want to throw it in the zone. You want him to chase a pitch that is out of the zone. And so he had to adjust his approach. And I think that Jan Gomes noticed that very early on. And he's like, all right, let's go fastball slider. This is going to be fun. And so he got those pitches working. And then all of a sudden he got through six innings. He was absolutely fantastic. Magical, I guess some would call it. Uh, he looked really, really good. And when Frankie's going, he's up there with the best in baseball. So uh, it, it's just that consistency. That's all, that's what I've been saying since I started the podcast. If Frankie Montas becomes a consistent pitcher, he is a Cy Young caliber pitcher. And he's been pretty good of late. And I'm getting a little bit more excited with each time he takes them out. They're still in the back of my head. I've watched enough Frankie Montas starts where I'm like, oh no, the wheels might fall off in the start. And they haven't for a while. So... Let's see if he can keep it going. Um, I also want to talk about Matt Chapman just real quick. Let's get this one out of the way. Matt Chapman, two for four with a big RBI early in this one. And by early, I mean before the A's just ran away with this game. And uh, I got to say, Matt Chapman, it, it's the mustache. It's mustache power, the mustache gang. Um, as um, James on uh, on social media, Twitter, let, let's be real. It was Twitter. Uh, James on social media said stash and bash. And I love that. Uh, so if you want just hashtag anything that Matt Chapman does while he has a mustache stash and bash. Um, I am here for it. And I would like to get that going because I thought that that was great. So that is your uh, daily Matt Chapman talk. Uh, keep it going, Matt, because you're looking great. And uh, I would love to see your bat be very, very consistent in this A's lineup. But moving on to the rest of the game, the A's tied this game at two in the top of the seventh inning. And then Jake Diekman came in, the only guy, well, not the only guy, but one of the main guys in the A's bullpen that did not pitch in Tuesday's game when the A's threw eight and a third innings out of their bullpen. He did not throw any in that in that game. And he threw one in this game and he gave up a run. So maybe that's, uh, maybe that's all you something. I don't know. Uh, it is nice having Andrew Chafin, a lefty, and also AJ Puck, another lefty, uh, as other options, just in case Jake me Jake Diekman like doesn't have it. He's not like the reliable lefty right now. He's like, yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you're on a hot streak, go ahead, Jake. Uh, Jake Diekman still fairly decent when he's on, but he's a little bit more uh, iffy right now, I think. Uh, much more iffy than giving up one run in all of his innings in 2020. So uh, that's the Jake Diekman that we're dealing with in 2021. He gave up a run, and to be fair, it was a double, and I'm not sure that many, uh, may, maybe you know, some people would have scored, but it was Miles Straw, who is one of the fastest players in baseball, who scored from first base. And I don't know that like Albert Pujols is scoring from there or somebody with like a 50 grade speed uh, is scoring from first base. So what do you have gotten out of it? I don't know, but that was the run that they gave up. So uh, there's that. So that was uh, the, the A's were down again, three to two, going to the top of the eighth. And then Elvis Andrews of all people, solo home run to left, to left field. And this one went over that haunted mountain where, oh God, who was it? Was it Chad Pender? No, it was before that. Uh, remember way back when, like, 
15, 10, 15 years ago. It, it was a while ago. Uh, no, no, it was in the Bob Melvin era. Um, there, there was a home run hit off of the metal pole. Oh, no, it was Adam friggin' Rosales. That's who it was. I don't know why I thought Chad Pinder. It was Adam Rosales who hit one off the pole, and uh, it should have been a home run. They called it not a home run, and Bob Melvin got tossed. Uh, so I do not have fond memories of that left field wall because they're like, hey, yeah, we're, we're just like Fenway over here. Uh, <laughs> I love doing Boston accents. I'm so good at them. Uh, and yeah, so he just hit it over the wall, and that's a, that's a good way to just avoid your manager getting tossed and all of that stuff. So good job by Elvis Andrews on that home run uh that is a very very in-depth look at just a you know a home run and then from there it went uh mark kenna got hit by a pitch you know no surprises there um Starling Marte got a single. No surprises there. He Has he not gotten a hit late in the game in any of the games that he's played? I got to look that up, but uh, it feels like every time he's up in the 7th, 8th, or ninth inning, he's on base. He gets on base, walk, hit, whatever he needs to do. Starling Marte is starting that rally late, and uh, I love that man. And so uh, from... You got two on first and second right there. And then Medelson struck out. And then Jed Lowry, the vampire himself, returns. And uh, he, he did what he does. He had a three-run home run because that's... He's done this so many times now. It's like, yeah, hey, Jed Lowry's up. Game over. You just have that feeling in your gut now. I think that I can name at least five where he's had a game-winning hit and uh, or just a big hit that put them ahead, and it wasn't necessarily like a walk-off. But, yeah, he's been absolutely fantastic for the A's this season. Uh, the locked-on Mets host, Ryan Finkelstein, he jumped at my mention and was like, "I why, why wasn't he healthy the last two years? And I was like, I don't know, but your current squad also was not healthy. So I don't know that it's a Jed Lowry thing. I think that it's a, an institutional thing. You guys should uh, check out your trading staff because they're not doing their jobs right. Uh, but that is that is for a different podcast. Uh, but I do want to point out, I was looking at uh, Jed Lowry's stats in late in games, in close games. And what does that mean? Late slash close. It basically means, according to baseball reference, that it is a situation at any plate appearance from the seventh inning on in which it, the batting team is either in a tie game ahead by one run or has the potential tying run on deck that is so it has to be seventh eighth or ninth or you know extra innings uh that that would be late and then closes you know within a run or two basically is what that says or tie game uh and so in those situations, Jed Lowry is hitting 318 with a 412 on base and a 957 OPS. He has absolutely been a monster. If you put up those over an entire season, not, not for you know late close situations, but if that is your line over the course of a season, you're the MVP of baseball right there. That is what uh, Jed Lowry does in the late games close games. That's what he's doing. Not in late games because it's late every day. It's just a matter of if it's close. So in late close situations, Jed Lowry is the man that you want up. And that's why you got to have confidence when he gets into those situations because he's absolutely fantastic. But before I send it over to the next segment, I got to tell you guys about Sergio Romo. I tweeted this out, but I got to say it on the podcast too. The, the podcast reaches more people than the tweets. So here we go. Sergio Romo, since June 29th, he has thrown uh, 17 appearances. So that's 17 games, not bad. He's thrown 17 and two thirds innings, given up a total of three hits. Three hits in 17 and two thirds innings pitched. That is just amazing. He's 
absurd is all I can say about that. He's given up zero runs in that span, so that's not a surprise. He's also struck out 19 and walked four, and so that's that's all cool. And his ERA when this streak started on June 29th was 5.06, and he had a 131 whip. Uh, walks and hits divided by innings pitch. So basically, how many guys are you letting on per inning? And he was letting on 1.3 per inning. And uh, since then, it, as, as of his appearance last night, in Cleveland, he's got a 312 ERA, so he's dropped it by nearly two runs over the span of 17 appearances, and also has an 097 whip. That is a really, really nice development. An 097 whip, that is solid for a reliever. You Anything under one, you take that every single time. And I know that a lot of people have been given Sergio Romo shoutouts over the course of the last few days because of, you know, they're, they're just realizing what he's been doing. But uh, yeah, I, I like Sergio Romo too. I wanted to give you guys that stat because I thought that it was amazing. Good job, Sergio Romo. Anyways, coming up on the show, I am talking about the A's Hall of Fame inductees for 2021. Uh, it, it was announced yesterday and it's happening in two weeks. So uh, get excited about guys from the 1900s. Woo! Stay locked in with Locked On A's and I'll be right back. This episode is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes and models, it's now impossible for your local auto parts store to carry all of the parts that you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing the only brand that their warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket, and you can save time and money when you use rockauto.com. You can save 30, 50, or even 100 off of what they charge at the chain store or car dealership. And who doesn't love saving money? RockAuto.com has you covered in that one. And they're also a family business serving do-it-yourselfers online for 20 years. So go to RockAuto.com right now and see all of the parts available for your car or truck. Right, locked on in there. How did you hear about us box? And let them know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. RockAuto.com. Do you love to order fish when you go out to eat but never make it for yourself at home? Cooking restaurant-quality dishes at home starts with high-quality seafood and simple techniques from Wild Alaskan Seafood. Wild Alaskan Company delivers high-quality, sustainably-sourced wild-caught seafood right to your door. Choose from salmon, whitefish, or a combination of the two. And every month, there are different specials to explore. Each shipment contains premium, wild-caught, individually-wrapped portions of delicious seafood that's ready to prepare and easy to cook. Wild Alaskan Company Seafood is how nature intended it to be, always wild, never farmed or modified, and it contains no antibiotics. And right now, you can get $15 off your first box of premium seafood when you visit wildalaskancompany.com MLB. That's wildalaskancompany.com MLB for $15 off your first box. Welcome back to the Locked On Ace Podcast. If you guys are enjoying the show, make sure to hit subscribe wherever you like to hear podcasts. Follow us on YouTube. The link is in the show notes. You guys can also follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. That link is also in the show notes. Or me at ByJasonB on Twitter and the Spotify Green Room. That link is also in the show notes. I fill these show notes with just great details for you guys. Uh, lots of links for you to click on. It's a very immersive experience that I try to cultivate for you guys here at Locked On A's. Lots of websites. Uh, 
Um, anyways, yeah, do all those things and uh, follow us. And if you have any questions for us, send those to LockedOutAthletics at gmail.com. Uh, I'm going to be in D.C., so I may not get back to you in the next few days if you send one in the next couple of days. But, um, yeah, but usually I'm fairly good at getting back to people within reasonable amount of time. So uh, send me your questions. But let's move on to the A's Hall of Fame inductees, and that is happening on August 22nd, a day game before they play the San Francisco Giants. And this is the third induction ceremony that they are doing. And none of the players are going to be there. None of the man, nobody that they're inducting will be there because they all played 1900. Uh, and not like Mark McGuire in 1900. I mean, like 1900. And Jimmy Fox was a little bit later, I guess. But other than that, everybody else played very, very early at like turn of the century. So uh, good time. They all deserve to be there. These guys are all at A's greats, Philadelphia A's greats. And uh, I always like learning a little bit more about each of these guys. I've done a couple of episodes uh, talking about some of these guys, and I'll get it to them here in a second. But, um, you know, like Eddie Plank, he was one of my first episodes, like episode 12 of this podcast. The podcast wasn't necessarily as good back then, but I liked that episode a lot. That was one of my first favorite episodes that I did because I just tried to be goofy and uh, talk about Eddie Plank. And I think that I made fun of how he is actually the all-time uh, A's leader in wins above replacement. And I was like, Oh, we're talking about the greatest of all time. And, uh, I assumed that like the 14 people that actually listened to the podcast back then were like, Oh, we got a Ricky Henderson pod. And then it was Eddie Plank. Ha. It's Eddie Plank has the most wins above replacement all time in franchise history. And uh, I think that that's fascinating. So he, he played for a long time. That's, that's how he did it. <laughs> Spoiler alert for episode 12 of the lockdown A's podcast. Um, but, Real quick, the guys that are that are going to be getting inducted on August twenty second. You got Frank Home Run Baker, who I know. If you haven't seen his stats, go look at his stats because he hit like ninety five home runs in his career, and that's hilarious. But he was playing in the dead ball era too. And uh, Walter Johnson, you know, famous famed Walter Johnson said that he was always the hardest guy to get out. So yeah, Home Run Baker. He's a good guy, and he got his nickname because he had two home runs in like the 1911 World Series against the uh, New York Giants, and one of those was off of Christy Mathewson, and uh, yeah, so he's he's okay. He was a pretty good hitter, and he also got spiked a lot. Read his biography, not his biography, but like his Wikipedia page, because he got spiked a lot. Like Ty Cobb spiked him, and uh, the Giants were like, oh, we can just push this guy around because he looks like a, a, a wuss, and so they, they were like, hey, let's spike him, and then he hit two home runs in the next two games for game winners or game tires or they were big home runs and that so that's why he is frank home run baker i should have saved him for later because i don't have much information on the rest of the guys i just like that story a lot uh next up you got chief bender you know chief bender he was a fantastic pitcher and then you got mickey cochran Eddie Collins, Jimmy Double X Fox, Lefty Grove, Connie Mack, who was the owner and manager of the A's from 1901 to like 1951. He was there for 50 friggin' years. He has the most wins as a manager in uh, franchise history, at Major League history, I believe, too. Also the most losses, but he's... That, that record's never going away because nobody's ever going to manage a team for 50 years. So Connie Mack, all-time wins leader. And then uh, then you got Eddie Plank over there as well, Al Simmons, and then Arub Waddell. 
it's a it's an impressive group of very early A's franchise history guys, and uh, I'm fascinated by all of them. You got the hundred thousand dollar infield, which was the the that was a lot of money back then, and they were like, "Ooh, look at all these guys that are making so much money." No, but really though, there's a lot of fascinating characters from this era of A's baseball, and I like this era a lot more in just reading about just sporadically than like 1950s because uh, those teams sucked. These teams were really good, and uh, you, you got a Connie Mack, fantastic leader of men, uh, strict man, but you know, fair man as well. From what I've read so far, I didn't finish his biography. I started it and then I zoned out. Anyways, uh, th this whole thing. Uh, the A's Hall of Fame thing is fairly new. It started in 2018, and the A's inducted De Dennis Eckersley, Raleigh Fingers, Charlie Finley, uh, another you know owner of the team. So you got two owners so far, and then you got uh, Ricky Henderson, Catfish Hunter, Reggie Jackson, and Dave Stewart. That was the initial or the inaugural class uh, of A's Hall of Famers for the franchise. And then in 2019, they followed that up with Vita Blue, Burt Campy, Campaderas, Mark McGuire, Walter Haas Jr. That is a third owner inducted in here and then Tony La Russa. And, uh, I think that my, I'm not worried that they're just going to induct an owner every year, but I am worried that John Fisher is somehow going to weasel his way into being in the A's hall of fame and he doesn't deserve to be there. So that's one complaint. Uh, my other complaint is this should be a much bigger deal. This should be something that they are building towards the entire season. Not something that you got to you know, a tweet about on August 11th and we're like, oh yeah, so we're, we're doing this in two weeks. I'm like, oh, w w we are? I didn't, I forgot about this because it didn't happen last year. And I, I think that we can all agree. I'm fairly plugged in with what's going on with the A's. Um, I get all the tweets and I follow all the beat reporters and I get all their tweets and I read all the tweets and uh, yeah, I totally forgot about this. And maybe that's on me, but yeah, they, they need to do a better job of telling their story, I think. And that is something that I would like to see. And the whole thing is going to be, they, I don't think that any numbers are getting retired. There's no statues. There's not like something that you can go see. It's like, Hey, we're doing this for like 10 minutes before a game and there's going to be a video and that's cool. But I, I want more from them is, is all, um, give me, you know, Give me, I want more statues. Uh, the Howard Terminal better have like so many friggin' statues. I want so many statues. Um, I like statues. I don't know why. Uh, or even like if you've been to Dodger Stadium, they have the big 42. I put one of the entrances and you can take a picture with the 42. You could do that with like the A's numbers that, like, of the guys that they are, you know, inducting into their Hall of Fame. Or even the Giants, they don't have like a lot of plaques or anything, but they got the, oh, I guess they have a lot of plaques of just guys that have played for the team, uh, you know, outside the ballpark. So you can be walking by and be like, oh, hey, look, Kirk Reeder. That's a guy. And if you know Giants history, you know Kirk Reeder was a guy for that team and uh these should do something like that and they don't have you know a, a ballpark that you can just walk by so i understand why they don't do it currently but hopefully at howard terminal because they're building there i am gonna keep saying it so it manifests uh they're building at howard terminal and so hopefully we see a lot more of a nod to the history of the Oakland athletics, uh, when they build their new ballpark. That is my hope. Uh, I am happy that this is a thing, but I'm not going to the game. So it doesn't really mean a lot to me. I want them to be able to do a little bit more, uh, to honor that the people that have played for the team in the past, because they've got some great people that have played for this team in the past. Anyways, that's my rant. Uh, I got more coming up for you guys on the Wild Wild West Watch. Not a ton happened, so I'll just run through that real quick for you guys and then get you off on your day and me on vacation. It's going to be a lot of fun, so stay locked in with Locked on A's, and I'll be right back.
Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to place a bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season is in full swing with the trade deadline is in the rear view. We can now get excited about the push towards the postseason. The A's are doing their job right now, and I am very happy. And you can be happy, too, when you track all of the action over at BetOnline. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sporting needs, including baseball, basketball, the NHL, your UFC or MMA action, and also the NFL is kicking off in, I what, like a month? The, the commercial gets me excited every time, and if you're excited by commercials just like me, you should head on over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore, as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the playoffs. Head on over to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked On. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Locked On A's podcast. You guys are enjoying the show. Make sure to hit subscribe, follow the podcast, follow us on YouTube, uh, leave us a rating and a review if you can. Five stars only. Love reading those reviews. Also, follow us on social media at Locked On A's on Twitter and Instagram. I'm at by Jason B on Twitter and in the Spotify Green Room app. And if you guys have any questions for us. Write us a little email at LockedOnAthletics at gmail.com. Also, betting on baseball does not have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked On Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks, blowout specials, wrong team favored picks, and Lee Sterling's lock of the day. Follow the Locked On Bets podcast brought to you by BetOnline.ag wherever you get podcasts. And with that, let's get into the Wild Wild West Watch. Um, I almost committed to saying the Wild Wild West in the uh, Will Smith version, but I did not want to get sued because this podcast blowing up. I don't know if you guys know this big podcast, and I don't want Will Smith, uh, either the catcher, the pitcher or the international superstar to be suing me for that song. So let's get into the Wild Wild West watch. And I'm going to start off with the Houston Astros. Everybody won. So I'm going to go through these really quick for you guys. Uh, The Houston Astros. Uh, beat up on the Road Rockies. The Road Rockies scored in the top of the first inning, and they were like, we are good. We are up one to nothing. And then uh, Houston tied it in the bottom of <laughs> the first inning, and then the Rockies just stopped scoring. Houston won this one 5-1, to one, and they maintained their lead in the division. I'll go over the standings here in just a sec for you guys. Uh, up next for Houston, they are off on Thursday, and then Friday through Sunday, they are flying to the Los Angeles Angels and playing in Anaheim. I, that never sounds right. I know what their name is, but it just doesn't come off right. They're flying to Los Angeles and then driving down to Anaheim is what they're actually doing. Uh, I just like to be accurate is all. That's I'm, I'm not trying to be like, oh, oh, jokes. I'm just like, no, this is not what's going on. Anyways, moving on to Boston. In Boston, uh, they have had a, a, they've had a month. And on Wednesday, they got their third win of the month against Tampa Bay, and they uh, really tried to just all of the losses that they've been having in the month of August and also the end of July. They tried to get all of those uh, runs back and just threw them in their win differential because they won this one 20 to 8, and that is a wild score. I am looking forward to a football score this weekend by the score of 20 to 8. So Boston did a good job, um, I guess. They've won a game now. Yay! They still are not very good. And their bullpen, it was one guy. But still, uh, one of their bullpen guys with the lead at 20 to 1 gave up seven runs in the ninth inning to the Tampa Bay Rays. And you have to wonder 
if what, what the Boston Red Sox fans were thinking where they're like, are we going to blow a 19 run lead in the ninth inning? Because their, their bullpen has not been pitching very well. And, uh, that, I, I, I have a feeling they were terrified is all, but, uh, Coming up next for the Boston Red Sox, they got Tampa Bay on Thursday, and then they're going to be playing Baltimore at home in Fenway for the weekend. So that is uh, that is what they got coming up. And then on yes, on the last podcast, I made fun of the New York Yankees because they only put up five hits, and they have a $205 million payroll, and all of these big names that they talk about on you know all of the sports shows, and they're all amazing, but they're not amazing anymore. Well, uh, they listen to me. And they put up 12 hits on the Kansas City Royals on Wednesday, and they beat them 5-2. to two. Still feels like a lot of hits for not that much production, but, uh, you know, they won two out of three, so I can't really complain that. Well, I'm not really complaining. I can't poke fun that much. They still lost a game to the A's so far, so ha <laughs> Coming up for them, they have the Field of Dreams game uh, going against the White Sox. I believe it's in Iowa, but Chicago is the home team, and... What, so that game's on Thursday, and then they got Friday off, and then they play Saturday, Sunday in Chicago against the White Sox. So uh, good opponent for the Yankees to lose some ground to the A's. And then uh, Toronto, that last game on the schedule here, we got Toronto facing the Angels, and Otani hit a two-run blast in this game and was featured on MLB.com after that two-run homer, and the Toronto Blue Jays won 10-2. to So... They're trying really hard, but his team sucks so bad. And I think that that's funny. Good job, Jays. Uh, they're an amazing and scary team. If you listen to uh, my second half preview that I did with Nash Walker, I said, watch out for the Blue Jays. They're a scary, scary team. And if they get some pitching, they're going to be a threat. And here we are. Uh, so they are now two and a half games back of Boston for the second wild card spot. Uh, I'll just run through this real quick with how I have it written down. Houston maintains their two game lead over the A's in the AL West. The A's have a one game lead over Boston for the first wild card spot. Boston has that second wild card spot. And then you got the Yankees at two games back and the Toronto Blue Jays at two and a half games back. It's going to be an interesting race, and I'm looking forward to it. The A's got one more against Cleveland, and then they're going to Texas and hopefully beating up on them again. So hopefully by the end of this, that what is that, 10 games? Maybe, uh, yeah, I believe so. 10-game uh, one streak heading into Chicago next week. Count it. I'm very excited about seeing where the A's are. And I've been saying that this is a big series for the A's coming up next weekend. And I'll be talking about Tuesday's game for you guys. I'm going to still be landing on Monday. So uh, I'll be talking about Tuesday's game on Wednesday for you guys. That, that'll be the next episode that you guys get from me. But it's a big test for the A's where they've been beating up on Cleveland and the, the Angels and the, the Rangers. Not like great teams. And then they split with the Padres. And that's, you know, they do that. It's fine. But this is a big series for the A's. But I also feel like it might be a good test for the Chicago White Sox. I know that they've gotten some reinforcements back in both uh, Luis Robert and uh, Eloy Jimenez. And they've, they've got the pitching. They've got a really, really good team. They just added Craig Kimbrell. They're a very solid team. But... They also play in the AL Central, so you can't really read into their roster or their record that much. And when they played the Houston Astros, they got their butts kicked. So how good are they really against good competition? I think we're going to have a, a nice little matchup. And obviously, Liam Hendricks is one of the, the closers on that team, one of two closers that they have that just all world. And uh, he's been with the A's for a number of years. Is he going to be giving them secrets? Uh, I feel like the White Sox, one, it's at home, and they have just so much depth in pitching and all that stuff. Maybe they have a leg up in this series, but 
Uh, I want to see how the A's do against the White Sox. It's going to be very, very intriguing. I'm going to be, uh, I'll probably pay for the Wi-Fi on the way home so I can watch this game on the flight and hopefully uh, tweet some stuff along with you guys. But uh, over the weekend, I will not be doing as much tweeting because I will be you know, looking at the Washington Monument or something. I don't know. But I do think that I will also get the Wi-Fi for my computer on the way to DC and the A's have a 10 o'clock game. So I think that I actually get to watch the the, the first three hours of that game. So uh, maybe you'll see some tweets from me. If the Wi-Fi is working, I'll be along with you guys for the ride on uh, Thursday morning. So that should be a lot of fun. Anyways, that's all that I got for you guys today. Uh, I'm sorry that, that the interview did not work out for Friday. So it's going to be a long, cold winter for you guys with a few days without episodes, but I'll make it up to you guys on the back half of this month and, uh, you know, get an extra episode or two in there for you guys. So uh, that that's all that I got for you right now. So until next week, go out and celebrate good times, Oakland. Get ready, DC, and I will talk at you guys next week. Mm-hmm.